Welcome to Nerds in a Square Circle. <laughs> uh, we are your hosts. I'm Snarf Chris. And I'm Sam Kiss. That's Sam Kiss. Yes. yes How y'all doing? This How's everybody Sam doing? Uh, I hope they're doing all right. I hope you're doing all right. How yeah. you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm holding, I'm holding it together. Holding it together. Um, I'm trying to be good. Yeah, I'm going on like uh, two hours of sleep for the past yeah. week and a half. This is my outlet. And I haven't really been using it, so if I go off the rails, I apologize. So prepare for that. Yeah. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, every other social media app. I'm pretty sure we're on it. Um, most importantly, obviously, uh, tell your friends about this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got wrestling friends that are into podcasts and are wrestling. Yeah. Mostly, hopefully, they like wrestling if you tell them to listen. Do you think that that should be... Requisite for inter- being interested in this. Sh- do you think someone who doesn't like wrestling would be interested in this podcast? So I have heard from people that aren't into. They're my friends now. Okay, um, so they don't really count. Yeah, they don't count, but they became wrestling fans from listening to us. We are a really aggressive person, so they're probably intimidated by you. Where they feel I, like they have to impress you and tell you that they like the things you say, I, so you don't beat them up and I, stuff. I, you have a very skewed understanding of how I work. <laughs> yeah, and then also, uh, when your friends start listening, make sure you and your friend go leave us a review. One friend. One friend tells one friend, and that friend tells another friend. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a pyramid scheme. It's like Bitcoin. Um, so go do that. Leave us a five-star review and write something nice in the comments. And yeah, it doesn't have to be nice. It doesn't have to be nice. I don't really care. But And then go listen to the other podcasts in the network, someone Nerdy Radio. You don't need to do that. Future Flicks with William. <laughs> Both of those podcasts are found, and our podcast is found on SomewhatNerdy.com. They're okay. So you're on two hours of sleep because you just had a little baby. Yeah. Who's adorable, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Like, objectively speaking, a lot of newborns aren't cute. They're not. Yours is, though. My kids, I have really pretty kids. Yeah. All my kids are beautiful. Yeah. That's a weird thing because every parent, I imagine most parents, I I don't know, maybe, maybe some parents look at the kid like, Oh, no, we didn't get a good one. No, so but, you'd know me well enough. If my kid was ugly, you would, I would tell, have been like, yeah. my kid's ugly. Yeah. I know what I'm saying <laughs> is that is that I, I know someone that, that was like, okay, objectively, like, I think he's cute, but every mom thinks he's good. I need somebody else to tell me, honestly. You seem like someone who would tell me if I had an ugly kid. I would like, tell And you. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's true. But no, you have a cute kid. Thank you. Appreciate it. Huh. He's really good. He sleeps, like, almost throughout the night. But he almost. wakes up, like, <laughs> every two to three hours. Yeah. So you, like, sleep with his sleeping pattern. Mm-hmm. But that's not why you're listening to this podcast. Um, we had a show kind of planned out this week, and then that didn't fall. We've been really this 2018 has been a rough year for us so yeah, far. Yes, uh, we we did almost all the 2017 without missing a, a week, week at and all. We've almost gone this whole year without <laughs> not missing a week. Um, no, we're we're back. We're back in the swing of things. It's WrestleMania weekend. I mean, coming up. So oh, we're, man. we're we're two we're weeks going away. Is it two um, weeks away? Yeah, it really is. Or is it three weeks away? It's three weeks. Two and a half? Three weekends. Three weekends. Three weekends now. away. God. Yeah, I know. That came fast. That's what she said. At least we don't really have to go anywhere. No, it's right across the lake. We're really close. So we're really close. So is that a re- like, does it blow your mind how many people go to WrestleMania that people from every state of the union and countries all over the world go to wrestlemania speaking of we have a few emails about people coming into town for the first yeah. so uh, on Jeffrey. the next podcast on next week we're going to talk about all the shows we're going to yeah and some of the matches that we're looking forward to over the weekend so but primarily we will tell people the shows we're going to so you can come and harass us and stuff yeah, like that that's fine yeah. yeah but no matter where the show is whether it's in which is why i like the wrestlemania's kind of started doing more of the 
I guess the southern sunny mm-hmm. spring break esque kind of you know. New Orleans is a destination city, so is I guess Orlando because of Disney World. Mm-hmm. But the idea that no matter how bad the show is or good or any of that, it's just to fly halfway around the world, go to a wrestling show, is so crazy to me. And you start buying tickets for it before you even know who's going to be yeah. there. I mean, I do it. It's not. It's not crazy. I. I, I guess you do every. I do it. Or are you going to do it next year? It's in New York. I'd like to. I'm going to have a a little baby. Oh, that's true. So. Mm-hmm. It will change things. <laughs> well, I, uh, how early is too early to bring a child to a wrestling show? One year is probably too early. They're making memories. I don't care I, what you guys say. I won't bring my kids. Because if it comes around again to the New Orleans area, if I don't go to one before that, obviously, mm-hmm. um, in the next four to five years, I'll probably bring my kids. Because you've been to a couple shows with your with your girls. Is that... Mm-hmm. Because you... I've, I've already kind of... I don't want to say I made fun of you, but I have objectively critiqued your in-person wrestling viewing style which is that you you sit quietly i mean you're you're very respectful you're like a japanese wrestling fan in the sense that yeah when you, something you, cool happens yeah. I, I mean yeah. i clap and we're like hey, i mean that when, was we went, awesome. when we did that the wildcat x-rated show that was not it was not like that at that one yeah you got very drunk you got drunk <laughs> so well, it's, it's like it's, it's the two extremes which one do you think is the better the more because you can really only do the latter with your family i mean not necessarily but uh, is is more, I guess, politically correct to do so. But which one do you have? Like, would you say that one is the more appropriate behavior than the other? I, I don't know. I, don't, I know as everybody watched wrestling like I did, mm-hmm. the wrestling would suck. Yeah, you know, I, and I that's what I'm saying. That, yeah, that. Is if everyone sat on their hands and just watched, you think like, well, that's not that wasn't a good it wasn't show fun at all. Yeah. And the wrestlers wouldn't enjoy it as much. I understand, like knowing what I know about the business, which is nothing. But that's so strange. Like, like you would never go to a comedy show and just go like, "Well, the other people can laugh. I'm just going to watch the set and just yeah, absorb." Yeah, that's, that's different. No, I don't. Like, I've never been to like I've never been to a Saints game and like cheered. Yeah, like I watched a game. I but is that different? Because that and that is the difference between wrestling and I guess straight up sports. Because wrestling is sports entertainment. It's mm. a combination of the two. That the entertainment part dictates participation. It's like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. If you went to see Rocky Horror and no one threw anything at the screen, it's like, well, this was that was a terrible, that was a terrible show. show. Yeah. That I mean, Chris Jericho talked about when he was a kid. I don't know, maybe eight or nine. His dad or his grandma would bring him to wrestling shows, and he heard like people cursing for the first time when no one told him to like like cover his ears or anything like that. Everyone mm-hmm. cursing at the audience. And I remember thinking when I heard that because I was a kid when I heard Chris Jericho tell the story. That that seemed crazy to me. The idea that people were chanting and doing all those kind of rowdy things. It was before I even knew about indie wrestling. I, I, when I was a little kid, all I knew about wrestling was WWE. Mm-hmm. For all I knew, there was nothing outside of that. That It was only high production, and that was it. So the idea of having that much crowd involvement at such a small venue, where he said, well, there's only like maybe 100 people there, but that that 100 people were really invested and really rowdy and really got into it. And that's what kind of what captivated him as a kid into it was the atmosphere. I don't know what the question I have going here is just other than like, I, I do get into the wildcat shows. Yeah. I, I think I'm more, a little bit more vocal there than when I was at the WWE show. You were. Cause at the WWE show, I felt that I was so taken out of it. Cause I was so far away mm-hmm. where and it was also no, a weird was, house show. And then nobody around us was like really into it other than some annoying douchebags. That we're well, that's like what I was saying. Is that, is that I really so it would have been me and annoying douchebags yeah. clapping and being loud. Well, that's kind of was like is is this is part of your lack of communicating 
to the show, like you're you're kind of sitting down. Is it does that have to do with your kids being kind of quiet and, and not as vocal themselves? Uh-huh. Like, do you do you let the the crowd, not just that you're at, but in your immediate vicinity, dictate kind of like if you're at a movie and it's and you don't really think it's that funny, but all eight seats around you are all laughing hysterically. I'm you find gonna, yourself laughing hard. Laugh. You're not going to laugh. I'm not, no. See, I don't know if I buy that, though. But it's true, and you know it's true. I mean, it is me. true. Yeah. yeah, about you, but yeah. that's why so you're an anomaly. You're one of those, those uh, what do you call it? The anomaly numbers that are outside the system that kind of, I don't know. We'll... The, the chosen one? Yeah, okay. That's not what I mean. The Matrix? Is that what no, you're no, talking no, no, about? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but just like, 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 when I go to shows, I used to hate going to all the shows with... Like I hate going to New Orleans WWE shows. I would I always enjoyed the Baton Rouge or the Lafayette ones. Typically at the WWE shows, all the indie shows are always really great mm-hmm. because they placate to the audience instead of a camera. It's a different kind of thing. WWE shows they're playing to the audience, but they're more intently playing to the at home watching on TV audience. Whereas at an indie show, they're all playing just whoever's right there. So that's more involved. But the the the, the crowd is more relaxed i guess they're not as 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 heated as they are like when you go to lafayette they're more i don't want to say rednecky they they're they're more rowdy i guess right new orleans isn't known for its rowdy wrestling they're not as rowdy that but then i started sitting next to kids and like i said that a lot of wwe shows seem weird because they have so many parents going these shows with their kids because the kids want to go see the shows that they the parents don't know what they're watching and i'll hear kids tell their dad like that's Seth Rollins. Like, he cash in his money in the bank on that guy. And the dad's going, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and then they actually. see me there, like, by myself or, like, wearing a wrestling shirt. And so they start talking to me and being like, because, like, hey, you you, you're, you seem on our level. I'm like, yeah, okay, eight-year-old child. Like, you know, what's, what's up? I was like, do you think Kane's going to be here? Yeah, I think he might show up. That yeah, kind of stuff. And actually, I remember in the last Wildcat show, there was, like, a kid, like, two seats above me. That every single time something happened, he's like, spear him, spear him, <laughs> spear him. I mean, this was no matter who was in the ring. And the dad was like, what's a spear? Oh, wow. So it was like that did, kind of did thing. Did you feel the need to, to no, educate the dad to help all. the kid out in the not explanation? I was at a NXT show where there was a little girl right behind us where they did like two or three matches in a row. They did a setup for a superplex mm. and it didn't, it just didn't happen. Like whoever broke it up and she let out this, such a like lethargic sigh. of just, I just, I guess I'm just never going to see a superplex then. Like as if like, nice. like, that's what she came for. And what's the point of even being here if they're not going to do one. So the point of all this conversation that we just had, we had a show kind of planned out this week, but the biggest wrestling news of the year so far happened this week. Also, which I don't I'm know gonna... if I'd say Dana Brooke, Getting awkwardly suplexed by Ronda Rousey is the biggest news. Man, it's not looking good for her. Is it's it? really not. For Ronda Rousey, she's only done three things in the ring, and none of them have looked good. Well, what's weird about... I don't understand how that... It doesn't make sense. I mean, I remember noticing it even as a kid. Like, if someone would do, like, a bad hip toss when I was, like, eight, I'd go, mm-hmm. like, no, that didn't look... That, didn't, that wasn't supposed to happen. But it's also fighting, so if as long as you're hurting the other person in the, you know, in a... Not in a meta sense, and just like you're watching it, she did throw Dana Brooke, so it's it hurt yeah, her. So that's all so that really matters. Is, is if she was trying to do a hip toss, she should know how to do a hip toss. She should. Thing. If she was trying to either do one a, of them, yeah, both of them should. Um, I thought it was a belly to belly suplex, overhead suplex mm-hmm. that 
completely got blotched and she landed on it her seems face. like they just there was just a miscommunication but like, i don't understand how one that person happened. was trying to do something and one person was trying to do the other but thing. how is that possible I that in a no dark idea. segment with ronda where you know they had to i mean I, that's what i was telling you before you is know, that it's possible they didn't but that doesn't make and sense and that would have been fine if they didn't do the kung fu move at the beginning that took way too long for them to transition to the next move i mean she blocked it like kung, kung fu, fu move I mean, I mean, she was I like guess. wax on yeah <laughs> then they stood there and stared at each other for a little bit and dana brooks paused for too long where it made it look awkward then tried to walk away it's what's weird it's it's nothing like a, smooth about it keanu reeves once told a some interviewer where he was because it was during one of the matrix movies about it how someone was asking how cool it was that he knew how to he learned fluent kung fu like he he went to jiu-jitsu classes so often that he was like an expert and he was like well actually i only know movie kung fu which is very different which is that my hand comes close to your face but i don't ever actually hit anybody so i don't know how to actually like if mm-hmm. i actually got in a real fight i'd be screwed because I, my instinct that's not true about Reeves, but yeah yeah well, I, okay, i've okay. seen that interview with yeah. him though well but just the idea that well, Kurt Angle was such an anomaly, not just that he was so great, but no one ever brings up the fact that he was expected to not be that good, despite the fact that he was an Olympic gold mess, because a lot of real-life athletes find it difficult to transition to professional wrestling because they have to fight all of their instincts. They have, of hurting people. You know, yeah, yeah. So, or injuring people. So there's nothing, like, what's going on with Rodish is not... It shouldn't be unexpected, but it's just how many more times can she make something look awkward where you're like, I don't know. Like, I mean, how is this tag match going to go? Well, it's not even this tag match. Because it's Stephanie, who's had one match, what, three or four years ago. I don't think we're seeing much of them, though. I think we're going to see a Triple H and Kurt Angle match. And we're going to see a little bit of the other two because they're going to keep them out of the ring because they're going to have to. So that match is not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the next three years of the contract well, she's no, got signed. She'll be able to. She'll pick it up eventually. Can Rock? Can Shamrock pick it up eventually? They always end up. It just how long is it going to take? And I just think that it's weird that they're kind of the way they're showcasing her is that of. I mean, I say that, but there's like all oh, she's really done are arm drags, mm-hmm. and you think that those. I mean, that that Samoan drop, I guess, is what I guess is what that was supposed to be. It was what it was supposed it to was be. What it was supposed to be, but, but that looked rough. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Anyway, so what I was really Speaking talking about, Daniel Bryan's back. I still... Daniel Bryan so, got cleared to wrestle. So, okay, wait. So, um, me and Emily have been discussing whether or not we're going to go to WrestleMania still because she's due at the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> she's going to be super pregnant. She was going to be super pregnant. And we went to, like, the movies, like, I don't know, a month ago. And we were there for like half an hour before she was. Were for she didn't tell me this. Like afterwards, she's like, "No, I was I was miserable the whole time. I was putting on a brave face. I don't even remember what we saw. Nice. Like I, I was because I think because we went to they were showing all the the shorts short animated films that were going to be nominated for the Academy Awards mm-hmm. at a local theater nearby. So we went and saw it. Then when the Academy Awards came out, they had that nomination. I told her, "Well, which one do you think? Which one do you want to win? Which one did you like the best?" And she said, honestly, I don't even remember any of them. I don't. I didn't process any of that. I was just focusing on trying to be comfortable and wanting to leave. I'm like, wow. oh, well, that sounds like we definitely should go to an eight-hour wrestling show with 80,000 people around, right? You know, 80,000 drunk Drunk, people. foreign. We'll probably be right by the Irish guys, which is fun for, you know, when you're not pregnant. So, so anyway. So she doesn't want to go, but then she really likes AJ Styles, so she doesn't want to not see him fight shinsuke nakamura so then the other day when this was announced 
And before, like, he had come out on SmackDown when it was just them talking about it. The rumors were kind of swirling recently about him going like, well, I don't know. And they were like, well, how is this? Are they going to clear Daniel? Because the writing on the wall was that it was going to be something that Daniel Bryan had to be involved at WrestleMania in some capacity at the time as a referee. Mm-hmm. Which, none of that's concrete now. I mean, it's pretty clear it's probably going to be Shane and Daniel versus Kevin and Sammy. But who knows? But you know that they were all going to be involved in some capacity. And she was getting so pissed off where it's like, because she had kind of conceded that she wasn't going to go. And then that started happening. She's like, I swear to God, if Daniel Bryan like has his first match back at WrestleMania and I don't go, I'm like, well, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So I haven't been able to really enjoy it because I feel bad because we went, so she didn't go to WrestleMania 30. When WrestleMania was here in New Orleans, she didn't go to WrestleMania 30. She went to the Raw the next night and was kicking herself. Because she the whole time it. because she missed it and she's like well the next time i'm gonna go so she so it's been a big build-up thing and then it's all built on the daniel bryan thing who then couldn't wrestle and then now suddenly a few weeks before the show is gonna be there so i don't know it's so weird it's kind of so when they just announced it WWE... i almost feel like it's an angle which it's not it's they not. beat him up but so it's just i feel like whenever it still... got announced i was sitting at my work desk and i got my ipad sitting in front of me and i get a notification from the wwe app daniel bryan cleared to wrestle my first thought is, is it's the same thing when WWE announces anything. I was like, man, they jumped the gun on it. Why can't it just be a surprise on the show? Why announce it? Because you want people to watch it. They want people to watch it. I know the reasoning behind it, but it would have been so awesome to watch SmackDown without knowing anything. Mm-hmm. And then him get the kicked out of him yeah. at the end of the show. But it was perfect. It didn't hurt it at it all. It didn't hurt it at all. Daniel it, Bryan's one of the few guys that you really can't hurt it with because he has something that he's he comes off regard it's it's also that he is genuine mm-hmm. but more importantly he comes off, off genuine genuine yeah he does the, the anti daniel bryan is his brother-in-law john cena john cena never comes off as genuine he's genuine this year this uh generation's hulk hogan mm-hmm. not because of how he's placed but because of the role that they put him in right it's so cold steve austin even though he did a lot of hokey things and really ridiculous over the top things. He always felt like he was just being himself. Mm-hmm. Same with The Rock. For good or for bad, The Rock, even when he was talking about himself in the third person, for whatever reason, like, yeah, I buy that this guy yeah. probably talks to himself in there. What an asshole. But then you love it. That Cena, I saw him on like a, a, a Jimmy Fallon sketch where he was talking to him. And I just kept thinking, like, what are you, can you relax and just be yourself? So maybe he's that really is just him, and he's just always that, really that him. funny. Total divas and total bellas. He do is not exactly base like this that. on. I, if you don't think, I don't want to throw shade or uh, any assumption, but I would assume that Brian Danielson hates his brother-in-law. I wouldn't. I. I. I think that they. I don't think they because they just do not seem like they would get along. Because Daniel Bryan, for better or for worse, is himself, and John Cena, for better or for worse, is what he's he is. supposed to be. What he thinks he needs to be. Anyway, Daniel Bryan's back. I can't believe it. Like, he's really back. Like, well, I mean, he got power-bombed on, power-bombed on the apron, so, so he I, better be back. I knew whenever everything was about to go on, like when Sammy and... And if you haven't seen it... I knew everything was going to happen before. So, everything the outside, you know. they, so they're walking out, and I'm like, he's going to fire him, mm-hmm. and they're going to beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's all going to happen. I thought they were going to kind of be easy on him. No, <laughs> they weren't. He wasn't easy either. He was doing his running kicks into the corner, mm-hmm. landing on his head. Um, Jesus, yeah. which I didn't think he was gonna do. I was like, I, he's been saying it for a whole entire year because you watch 
I know you don't like it, but Total Bellas and Total Divas, he's on that show and he's putting together a move set that will protect him in the future. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have, and he instantly goes to that move. Well, he he kind of flipped through enough that he didn't land he right did on his flip head. On his he head. did them differently. He did is what he I was saying. Like it was weird, and it, it was, was awkward because then his jacket kept falling on his head because he kept jacking on the whole time. So I couldn't. It made it look not awkward, but almost awkward. Where so, but really, what sold me that scene is Kevin Owens and Sammy sold all that so fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm kind of fucking blown away by it. I don't understand. It's they have. It's another thing, the genuine thing, which is why it's hard for me to... People keep saying, like, how can you make these guys babyface? It was like, I feel like Kevin Owens, I know he's not, but I feel like he's always been a babyface to me. Mm-hmm. Just because he's never been wrong about anything he's ever... He's never lied about anything that he's ever said. Everything he's ever complained about... Is true. Was true. And was and, and happened. Until tonight or until tuesday night because the way daniel bryan broke the way down he broke down that whole thing is like you had the perfect opportunity you had your boss leaving this show and you had me going to take care of you mm-hmm. and then you screwed it up yeah and in kevin owen the sammy's face just the the level of realization like ah oh, man we screwed it up he put them it was weird like i remember when they when they beat him up i kept thinking like so technically Shane had just said that he wasn't going to be the boss anymore. So they could beat him up because he wasn't technically their boss mm-hmm. anymore. And then this week when they beat up Daniel Bryan, he's like, well, you just said that you were part of the active. So it's not so we So now I can. And even last week when he beat up Shane, I was like, didn't Vince McMahon say to Kevin's face that he was any, allowed to yeah. put his hands on the McMahon? But regardless, so that and this that, is... that he put the Daniel put them over to their face so well that they look genuinely like they felt bad. Like, yeah. like, like I, it really was the up. truth. Like, yeah. Like, like and it's I to, like I love you guys to the point of Kevin Owens. I obviously always has had a problem with not. A, you know, it's not even a problem. A problem with the crowd to get people to boo him. Yeah. How do you instantly get people to boo Kevin Owens? Yeah. You beat up Dan O'Brien oh, on yeah. his first day back, mm-hmm. which is kind of just so genius. For Sammy the Zane too. And Sammy I mean, Zane. I've accepted him as a heel, oh, now, even too. though it's still yeah. weird. I like it. I like that... it a lot. A lot of people, well, I mean, remember when it first happened, there was a lot of, I don't know. The yappy dog kind of thing, thing going on. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, and Kevin doing his ridiculous scream where he just, he doesn't know what to say, so he just keeps doing the same yell. I was going to say it was almost too much, but I loved it because it's what someone would genuinely do. They're just. So frustrated, yeah. so angry. It worked. All of it worked. And and on top of all that, Daniel Bryan is now back, and we got people like AJ Oh, what was she? Shinsuke Nakamura's tweet was, "Well, no one has to wait for it anymore." It was like, "Well, yeah, don't knock on wood, Nakamura." So, crying out loud, yeah. Like we have people like that in the company. Daniel Bryan versus anybody, literally anybody, anybody. So, uh, My, Dolph Ziggler was the first person to call him out. Yeah, that's not going to happen. The I say that, but they, but they had some barn burners. Yeah, exactly. So, that, but Daniel Bryan, I think if they're, I mean, I don't know. If they're smart, they're going to want to make sure he never gets hurt to the point where I feel like he's not going to work a, a light schedule, but he's going to be one of those, I assume, if he's wrestling on the show, it's a big deal and not an every week capacity. Yeah. And he didn't say that he was going to stop being general the manager. general manager. So if they keep him as a general manager, he doesn't have to have matches every week. That's so. true. So it'll be like Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Exactly. But at the same time, general manager shelf life's never last very long. No, the only no. reason he was being the general manager was because he he's couldn't on a contract. wrestle. 
because they wanted to do something with him. Mm-hmm. So does that mean he stops being German? What does that mean? Are we saying like this is what's so I keep coming up where I just I've just only after he said he's back do I feel like I finally accepted that he was gone? Because mm-hmm. the whole time he was gone, I kept thinking he's got to come back, and now the second he's back, I'm like, well, how is that possible? Like so, you telling me that Daniel Bryan could be in a WWE Championship match at some point in this year? So it, you know it, what I mean? It has to be. You got the most guy over guy in WWE. No matter what show he's on, he's the most over guy there. Mm-hmm. If he's not in the championship picture, at least. So they keep on SmackDown. The brand extension is the. This is the one thing that can keep the brand extension going is that Daniel Bryan can carry SmackDown. Yeah. As a as a as, as a, a wrestler. As a wrestler. And, and then put him in a match with Jan- with AJ Styles and people and are going to people gonna, are going to oh watch God. it no matter what. Just it's, put all the maybe put Cesaro on SmackDown and then it'll be good. It's the yeah. one guy missing. I mean, Tyler Black too. <laughs> Miz called him Tyler Black on Raw, I mean, and he called him like he called him like Prince, Prince Devin, Devin or something. Something like wrong. Yeah. He called him something wrong, which is great. But it was a great line from Miz. So everything, everything was good this week. Uh, the Japan Cup happened too. The ending of it. The New Japan Cup. Yeah, the New Japan Cup. Zack Saber Jr. Zack Saber Jr. Spoiler won. alert. I'm sorry yeah, if you haven't watched it. It was. Three we days said that ago. He, we thought he was going to win. It, it was. He was the most obvious guy to win. So he's going to be in. New Orleans in a few weeks. I'm so excited. So we're going to see him. I don't know if I, how often I've talked about Sexy Virginia on the show. I feel like it's a lot. I love that man. That dude slowly won me over. So yeah. I didn't particularly care for him at first. Mm-hmm. And now I, I love every time I watch one of his yeah. matches. So yeah. But Daniel Bryan's back. And the whole my whole thought process on wrestling for WWE is, is completely upside down. It's so weird that when WrestleMania 30 happened, the the stories that were out of it was Daniel Bryan becoming champion. And Undertaker's streak ended. And now, less with like two weeks left, two or three weeks left before WrestleMania, and there are matches that aren't set in stone, but the two biggest ones haven't happened yet, which is Undertaker, who's going to end up saying something to John Cena. Yeah, what is that? And, what are they doing? and the Daniel Bryan stuff. So, like, they're both back, and we both ass- and we assume that they're going to be wrestling at WrestleMania, but they're not technically on the show yet. So, what is the John Cena and Undertaker thing? Do you... What do you think about that? How you, do you like the way they're approaching it? Let's let's go to break and I'll and I'll, I'll think. We'll about come it. back to that in a little bit. So yeah, we're gonna take a break and we'll come right back. Uh, we're gonna talk about John Cena, Undertaker. We're also gonna talk about the 2017 Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. Oh God! Yeah, the New Japan Awards. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. In a world where no one knows what movies are coming out during the week, where your movie future is bleak and uncertain comes Future Flicks with Billiam. Hi, I'm Billiam. On my show, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week so you don't miss a thing. I have a pick of the week so you will know which movie you just have to see, and I also go over news and trailers that caught my eye. So check out Future Flicks with Billiam each week on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app. I'll see you in the future. Are you troubled by a lack of common interest in your social sphere? Do you experience feelings of nostalgic sentiment in your day-to-day life? Do your family or coworkers not understand your quotes, quips, or references? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and download the nerdiest professionals in the galaxy. Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Our nerdy and informative hosts are available 24 hours a day on your favorite podcast app to fill all your super nerdy needs. Good Good journey, journey, nerds. nerds. 
Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio, Future Flicks with Billiam, and Nerds of the Squared Circle on iTunes, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app, or stream us at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And we're back. We're back from outer space. I say, do I say that every time? time. Yeah, every I don't time. ever sing it, though. Should I start singing? Well, now you're back from outer space. Okay, anyway, we were talking about Undertaker and John Cena. <laughs> oh, those guys. Yeah, those guys. Those what's-his-name, you know. That you guy and that heard, other you guy. You might have heard of them. Mm-hmm. We talked of... about this last week, I think, a, a little bit. We did. The Kane and, and John Cena wrestling next week, which yeah. I like because they've wrestled each other a lot over the years. And it's always very uninspired, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, people give them a lot of hate for the Randy Orton Cena stuff. But that, for to be fair, they always build up to be a much bigger deal than... They just don't have good chemistry, Orton and Cena. The way you would think they would, based on their position. Mm-hmm. Kane and Cena have the chemistry you expect them to have. <laughs> but it's fine, you know. It's fine. The Undertaker and Cena, for the brief times they've ever... It's because of their position in the company and how often they've been kept apart it's similar to when sean and undertaker ended the royal rumble 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and they had been away from each other because sean was always on raw and undertaker was always on smackdown so they never really interacted so when they finally kind of had a face-off people freaked out about it but then they didn't do the match between them for another two years so the the anticipation for Undertaker and Cena was always going to be there no matter what happened. People have been giving Cena a lot of flack for losing all the time. But I like that. I feel like no one wants to talk about it because it feels like it, it almost doesn't matter. So why would they turn John Cena heel? Because it doesn't matter. But that's always been the issue. Is that if it truly doesn't matter if he turns heel or not now in terms of where the company is. And as you said, Daniel Bryan's back. I can't think of a better time. To turn him heel? I mean, I think Cena's going to lose. Or he'll beat Undertaker and beat him, like, to death or something like that. Like, it's over the top. Yeah. I like the idea of Cena. Like, but what's they, the they, payoff there, though? There, there's not... The payoff is Undertaker puts over the new Cena character. Yeah, but Cena's not staying around. Like, it's documented that he is not staying around Neither like is Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but Brock Lesnar's out the door now. So. No, but I'm just saying yeah, is that, is that you don't have yeah, to have... Yeah. UFC does it all the time. UFC does what? How often do they do shows? UFC? Yes. Once or twice a month. Okay. Once or twice a month. Yeah. And well, uh, one fighter will only have like one fight a year, maybe. See? So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that, and, you, and no one ever dismisses that. So the idea of having... The problem is that it goes against the, yeah, 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 the, but it's, the, the, the roster of the main guys. But there's guys. a reason for UFC that the people only fight once a year now. Medically, they can't. They're not cleared to fight more than that sometimes if they got knocked out. I'm just saying, imagine if John but Cena... You just, you just, imagine like, John Cena a, turned heel. I'm not calling wrestling fake, but wrestling was ufc where the people get knocked out and that's why they can't have a match all the time now no, i know why they do it i'm just saying that well i don't think anybody says i can't believe i only see this guy once a year though with ufc they just accept it and i think if wwe is pushed like like that the the lesnar stuff they're pushing to get over roman mm. but they also are purposefully giving him that schedule you mm. know it's not like they didn't know what they were doing when they gave him that schedule they could do the same thing with everybody else. It doesn't mean that he has to be gone. Like, I don't think he would ever wrestle that lightly. But John Cena has been, he was at Survivor Series, he was at the Royal Rumble. He can make pay-per-views and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. And he's got the, 
longevity that he doesn't really need much character development that if he just he, turned into an asshole people would be like this, well screw this guy that's this all is it's all right from, this there. is coming from him though yeah. like he is cutting back his days of being on the road on shows i know because he's such WWE. a great great actor well he's i mean he's playing in more movies now oh so yeah he is yeah i don't think he's a great he is pretty funny he's hilarious you know who did that too the rock what did the rock do when he started doing that stop wrestling no but what did he also do before he stopped wrestling completely took part time he turned heel damn yeah, it oh that's right <laughs> so so anyway undertaker do you like it's weird they're to gonna do the match undertaker. If they're not gonna I mean, not do the match. weird to john cena see him have this non-existent feud by himself mm-hmm. in the ring doing promos by himself mm-hmm. like he's had somebody to bounce off of because it's literally what he's doing i'm watching a weird promo of a guy that's imagining the other side of the argument. Mm-hmm. He's on the telephone. And you don't hear the other guy. On the exactly. Line. Yeah. It's unusual. But that's you couldn't do it if with anybody else. You couldn't do it with anybody time. else. Maybe when Roman it. when Roman and Cena had their feud, <laughs> I guess you call it a feud, for a few weeks last year when, in October when Cena was calling the mountain promos yeah. and stuff. Yeah. During that sequence, Cena. Roman, they mentioned that Roman beat Undertaker at WrestleMania this year. Mm-hmm. And in that program, Cena threw Undertaker under the bus. Then he called him like an old broken down man that can't hang anymore. And they also called him out during his promo with Miz right before WrestleMania mm-hmm. this year too, where he said that if he had his choice, he'd be fine the Undertaker. So they've been planting little seeds about it for a long time. And because they've kept each other apart, they're two of the biggest names in WWE history that haven't really had a big marquee match other than that one match back when John Cena wasn't a name at all. It doesn't it's like saying that he fought Brock Lesnar back in 2003 and no one mm-hmm. ever remembers that too. It's like it almost doesn't count. So it's as if they've never wrestled each other. So it almost doesn't need anything. So that's it's such a weird promo to give that you everyone kind of gets all of that already, you know? But I don't know where how it's going to I don't know what's going to come out of it. I think it would be ballsy to have it where all the way up to WrestleMania they didn't announce it, but I also said that'd be really funny if Brock Lesnar wasn't on Raw this week. But then they... they, So, I feel like they ruined it with that. We can talk about that in a second. But, so, do you not like the feud? That's how it's going? Like, do you not think There's that... the feud. What is the... What's don't, the don't say there's a feud. There is a feud. No, there's not. In I mean, order for it to be a feud, there has to be two people involved. There are two if people involved. If you're going to have uh, John Cena come to the, the ring and do 10-minute promos... Uh-huh. By himself against Chris Jericho did promos with Kenny Omega from a television screen. Completely different. Why? Completely different. And on top of that, they touched each other. Yeah, they but touched we got, each other the we've second got, time. We got were... three weeks before the show. You don't think Undertaker's going to show up at least on one of those where the lights are going to go out and he's going to choke slam him? Well, I hope so. But you, you're you're assuming so you're saying that it will be a feud if he shows up. But so far, no, it's a it's a it's a oh, obvious, so it is a, it's it obviously a feud, a feud okay, right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm just not liking the way it's delivered. I think it's great. Uh, I don't particularly care for it. I like I still, I'm still convinced he's coming out as American Badass. Which Simon Miller has said that he'll turn off the television if that happens. Really? I think that, which is crazy. I love the under, I, it's not that when you call the fact that he had got labeled the American Badass, I think is part of it. Mm-hmm. With the motorcycle, he has some hokiness to it, but I liked the fact when I first started watching that character was while Stone Cold and The Rock were out there referring to themselves in the third person, things like that. He was one of the only guys that when he would do a promo, he didn't seem like he was doing a character. He was the anti-macho man on yeah, promos and that he was just he was this himself. giant tough guy that's just going to go out there and beat somebody up. His Go watch the the video package for his match 
with John Cena at Judgment Day 2003. It's amazing. He has this quick little uh, soundbite for something to say where he said he's going to beat him up and that's going to shut him up and then he's going to bust him up. And just like kind of things where it's like even things that like you, even if you say to yourself, like I could never pull off saying that, but he can because he's a badass mm-hmm. and he's the American badass because of the Kid Rock song. I love that version of the Undertaker. The idea of him, John Cena calling him out while he's not there, Undertaker very easily referred to as disrespect. And he could just show up so in could, the audience where he's not even the Undertaker. Where he was like, listen, boy, so leave they, me the, they, out they, of this. They can't play it as, like, yeah. I've tried to stay out of this because I didn't want to come back so and do back. what I'm going to do to you. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I understand where it's going, possibly. <laughs> It's just every time John Cena gets in the ring the to do his promo. then also goes off and it's very straightforward, or if he doesn't show up to I'm WrestleMania... Be, I'm going to be pretty bored with it. Because really it's, it's so standard. It's yeah, what it they really did with is. Bray Wyatt, except better because Cena's higher than, than Bray Wyatt. But it's and how thing. have we not talked about the best match that we've seen this year? Oh my god. Ultimate Deletion you was freaking the ulti- awesome. The Ultimate Deletion was okay. It was awesome. It, it was awesome. It was better than the final deletion. The, we, the reason... I don't like sequels. <laughs> No, 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 no. This isn't WWE, so this it is the first time WWE. this has ever happened. I know. Ever. <laughs> and I think it's weird that... But I think it's weird that he basically did not do any setup for anything. Just Senior Benjamin and all that stuff just there. And, like, try to ma- think of watching it without any other reference. Like, imagine you're a WWE fan and you would never so, watch any wrestling so outside is, of WWE. Is, I can already see you hate sequels that... Aren't standalone movies? Yes, I don't like non-standalone. This stories. is not a standalone story. No. You would have to know the You'd final have to know all that kind of storyline to get the things any of this. Yes, in this, which I is agree. which which is crazy. But then but that's WWE all the more it. crazy that they did it. It's almost that in the Daniel Bryan. I don't believe this week happened. This seems like a haze dream where I just imagined it happened because that was the main event of Raw. So I watch. You're watching the, USA. The, the ultimate deletion. Okay, they they cut it out of the Hulu version. By the way, they cut that out. It wasn't on there. So I no. watched the whole entire Hulu version just to watch this match. And there's like ten minutes left, and Miz is out there. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, they they're they're gonna cut it out. Yeah. So I had to go find it on online. It was apparently the number one trending thing on so, during that night. Like in in not in the it WWE always says like we're number one on Twitter. I'm like, do you mean that you're just on it right now, yeah, or yeah, you yeah, really yeah. are number one trending? But this really was trending. That, trending that for strong. two hours, yeah. two or three hours, something like that. Um, I liked it. I it, it was over the top where it needed to be. It mm-hmm. was corny where it needed to be. It, it was, was as long as it needed to it be. It was long as it needed to be. It wasn't too long. And it had all the callbacks to all the other deletions. It had Brother Nero in it, which was which awesome. Is, but imagine you were watching this and like, why is Jeff why Hardy, Jeff up Hardy with, his, with yeah, his weird yeah, eyes yeah. and everything? And who is this butler guy? Yeah. Why is he what all is in the boat? Drone? <laughs> what is this <laughs> Vanguard 1 stuff? <laughs> Who's the girl playing the piano? Yeah. Who's never been in WWE before? Ever. She made her WWE debut last night, or I guess maybe in the vignette last week. So, like, it. So, the, the one of the rumors I read that Vince McMahon saw it for the first time and he's like, this is. This is going to be god awful. He hadn't. He, he he just didn't get it. Of course, he didn't get it. Has but WWE it aired, ever done anything yeah, exactly. like that before? So apparently, after it aired and it blew up as big as it did, he's instantly all about it. Well, of course he is. <laughs> if everybody likes it, but I guarantee you, he still thinks it's god awful. Oh, and probably, you know what? It is god awful. It is god awful, but it's supposed to be god awful. It's Mystery Science Theater three thousand, the wrestling match. Yes. And I don't I know it. if that's good or not. Uh, so the other rumor is now too that Bray Wyatt's going to get repackaged. 
Oh, I mean, that better be what happens. So the the lake of reincarnation. It's is... insane that he has to be. Mm-hmm. But nobody needs to be revamped. They were gonna do it with the lady with the sister Abigail yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. but thank God that got. Then they get mono out. or something. Well, yeah, whatever he got from meningitis. So. Somehow the Roman also somehow got. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> Hopefully, there's no one that has video evidence of other things that people in WWE. Are so to share yeah, the ultimate other. deletion. It was awesome. It's it was, it was now awesome. it's it was okay. it's at the top of my list right now. Is it better? Is it shit. better than the House of Horrors match? It is better than House of Horrors. Yes, match. it is better it than is, House of Horrors. Yeah. Well, it's just those kinds of matches. Like when you're watching them and they do the like, I don't like the way they do. I almost wish they wouldn't do weapon spots in WWE at all anymore. Mm. Even though I get the whole less is more and you're you're not, you don't have to do a lot to have the impact. I get that storytelling device. I just also think that if you're in a, but personally, when I'm watching something, if I'm in a scenario where someone picks up a chair and they're angry enough that they're going to hit someone with it, there's no way you're hitting them one time. You're going to do what Lesnar did to Roman at the beginning of the show. Where you beat the crap out eleven of them. times. Yeah, so, that's what you would. But that's what I'm yeah. like. If you were enraged, if you went to work and someone upset you so much that you grabbed a whip to hit them, you wouldn't hit them one time and go like, "Well, that's all I need because I'm super strong." You know, uh, maybe. No, yeah, you, I don't want to murder you know somebody. I mean? It's the same thing with the punching. It's like I get in the match. If you're doing an athletic contest and you're just telling the story, one punch is all you need to do because well, you're not supposed to be punching. But if you're supposed to be letting all things loose. Why would you hit Matt Hardy one time with a kendo stick well, and then throw you it on the ground? Well, you see all that. Every time Big Show's in the ring, I want him to do his knockout punch. Why no, that's what that I'm first? saying. I, I agree with that, too. I don't like watching Big Show matches because they infuriate me. Because he's he's it's the Andre the Giant, not even Andre the Giant match. It's the, it's the Prince Dread Pirate Roberts Prince's Bride match every time he has a match. Except when he's fighting Braun Strowman. So, and then, um, speaking of Big Show, which always is, Mark Henry is going into the... What does that have to do with Mar- What does that have to do with the Big I don't Show? Know, it's two big guys. Because they wrestled each other once? Sure. I do like that Mark Henry's going in the Hulk. Yeah, and so he's fully retired, it looks like. Unless he's going to do a fake retirement speech at the... Uh, that would be amazing. I, they would be I hope he wears, I hope he he wears wear his pink, pink jacket yes. when he comes out. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, we're going to move on to Dave Meltzer's uh, Wrestling Observer oh, Lord, Uncle Newsletter Awards. You, okay, so let me ask you this before you get into it. I know that you like Kenny Omega. I do. Check. You like the Young Bucks. I do. Check. You like New Japan. I do. You like It's my <laughs> favorite. It's my favorite promotion. You like all of that better than WWE, even though you're a huge Roman Reigns fan. I, so I, you're kind no, of an I'm anomaly. A, I'm a big WWE fan, too. So Okay, cut back to 30 minutes ago in the show when I was trying to figure out outlier you're an outlier as far as statistics okay, you're an outlier sure. statistic okay I got, that I, was the term i was okay, trying yeah, to think yeah. of well, i and won't same cut with that this. part out now. okay <laughs> okay so a lot of people don't like dave Meltzer. well i'll say this i would argue most wrestlers hate dave Meltzer mm-hmm. because that guy and what does he know <laughs> and why do people think of his he's just his, a, he's just gut. a reporter and it's his opinion so it's just his opinion and this people start reading more into dave Meltzer than what it is a dude's opinion that has a newsletter that he is trying to sell yeah that's it. That's all that dude he's is. He's like the... He's been around forever, so he has the he's the, Ebert, he's the Ebert of wrestling. Exactly. So if you want to agree with him or disagree with him, that's fine, because it's the dude's opinion. Mm-hmm. But he just happens to have the biggest opinion out there because he's been around the longest. So if you don't like him, you don't have to. So let's talk about this, though. He recently gave Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas five stars. Five stars, yeah. NXT TakeOver. And that match was awesome. Was that match... Better than Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Because Dave Meltzer did not give that match five stars. Was it better than Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn at NXT? Because he didn't even give that like 4.75. Oh, really? 
did he? Is it better than Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels? Is it better than the Chris Benoit so, Shawn Michaels Triple again, H WrestleMania match? Again, everything I just—it's all subjective. No, you're right. You're right. In anybody's mood while they're watching something, he is shotgunning ratings out yep. as they, he's watching something. His ratings could change over the years, but he doesn't go back no matter because he, no, he moves forward. So there's not I'm, there's not one match he's given five stars that I think doesn't deserve, deserve to be five stars. Yeah. I'll say that, but it also shows that he has a very specific thing that he's looking for that caters to only certain things and, and it doesn't so when you when you present yourself as someone who's doing the alternative by including things that are outside wwe mm. but then he clearly seems to be kind of geared it he doesn't seem unbiased he should be biased because it's his opinion if your opinion happens to be biased then screw it that's what you like you know it's like you know he's a dirt sheet newsletter like the dude needs to be but, different contrary to what most people are doing because if he if he agreed all the time with everybody no there'd be no reason to but listen think, or but do you think that people too much stock into that kind of thing that's the problem yeah people put way too much stock into his opinion yeah way too much it boggles my mind that whenever everybody was like oh well Meltzer's uh scores are out yeah okay yeah like were we waiting for his approval and that's the other problem. People wait for his approval. It's like, oh, yeah, I agree with him because that much that match was bad because Meltzer said it. After I watched Okada versus Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom 10, I knew that Meltzer was going to put it over and that it was going to ruin the match. I, I took that night and enjoyed it because I knew that it was going to be over. It was going to be, he was going to overrate it. Why would you? Why would it ruin it? Because 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 somebody else's opinion of well, it because, shouldn't ruin it well, for be, you well wrestling is weird i can't show anybody the rest it's similar to the Shawn michaels undertaker match is that if you don't know undertaker and you don't know Shawn michaels and you don't know the story of what happened and you just watch again that match. didn't know about that match you're not i feel like you're not going to feel the emotion of that match once you hear it's different going there and knowing all that and watching it and having it come through and to, and as opposed to someone going you gotta watch this match and they stick it in your face because then you watch it with this expectation of it to be whatever it qualifies to be that. And then you're waiting for it to either meet, surpass, or underdo whatever your imaginative idea of what constitutes being worthy of someone putting that up on that pedestal. Where I thought the match was so good that it deserves to be the kind of match where someone just goes, do you see it? And you just go, dude, watch it. Mm. And that's all you need to say about it. But it immediately became, this was the greatest match that's ever happened in the history of wrestling. So then you go into going like, oh, really? Well, let's see. And so it divided people. And now I feel like, like, I feel like I almost don't want to say that I'm a Kenny Omega fan because I feel like it Meltzer puts... likes him. Well, not because of that. Because see, that's, that, that, no, now, like, that's what we just it's said. It's like saying, people putting too much stock into his opinion. Is Stairway to Heaven, a gr- is, is Stairway to Heaven the best Led Zeppelin song? To maybe to somebody, but I'm just saying, like, if you say that, I'm trying to think of an example of this where, like, somebody there is meet someone be they no say like example fav- that you're going to tell me where somebody's opinion is going to affect my thought process on something. That's good. That's good. And that's the way most wrestling fans should be. But they're not. They're not. So stop being a pansy. Okay. Well, and listening to somebody's opinion on the online, even ours. I actually, I'm going to go ahead and put this in this category because we give opinions that people obviously disagree with. But I like Roman Reigns. Was that as simple as you think? Of, like, I mean, I know you like Roman Reigns despite what other people think about him. But you also made that opinion before you knew anybody else's opinion on exactly. it. Exactly. So it's not the same thing. It is. is um, my You're saying that you would like Roman Reigns regardless of how it was if you would if you'd cut. Like, if you started watching wrestling now. Right. Without any. And all you knew was the hate. Maybe not. Let's say last year. <laughs> you started <laughs> watching wrestling last year. Would, uh, possibly. 
I, I, I don't know. I can't. I, I can't. I, I can't yeah. answer that. But someone's opinion on Roman. What Roman's weird because I really don't understand the hate for him. the hate on yeah, him beyond either. the way his his characters use. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing with the Bray Wyatt thing. It's just the way they're using him seems odd. Like on Raw, I thought they already screwed it up because Michael Cole kept mentioning how, like, when he got beat up, he said, like. I'm sure somebody from manage a bunch of people in management backstage are really happy that Brock Lesnar just beat up Roman Reigns. I was like, really? You took it that far? Like, like they don't like, like hint, hint. They don't even want him in the main event of WrestleMania this year at the backstage. They don't. It's like that's no one. I mean, some people are buying that. I guess. Maybe. So going back to Dave Meltzer's opinion, so he uh-huh. did the awards for his. We're we're gonna go through some of the list though. Do you genuinely agree with Dave Meltzer's opinion though? Sometimes, so, okay. sometimes I think he's so far off that I have no idea what he watched and what I watched. Would you say so? Before we talk about this list, so this list kind of got a lot of flack. It did, which is why I kind of brought all that mm-hmm. up. Yeah, because there's a very there's a there's, there's a, a pattern. Very new Japan heavy <laughs> list. It's a it's a giant New Japan list. But it's funny because that's not it's... true because some of the awards are all WWE, but those are all the negative, the awards. negative ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't. Dave Meltzer likes what he likes, and it's very mm-hmm. obvious. Yeah. Okay. That's true. And I think a lot But of... as a newsletter and as a critic, there's a difference between someone's opinion and feeling like a critic. Like 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 Ebert wrote e- Cisco and Ebert, for example. He always or Ebert would always say that he tries to critique movies as a way for because this is before the internet, so people know whether or not it's worth to go see it. So he tries to think of it as the consumer and not even if he loved the movie. So my answer to that is that Dave Meltzer is not Seal Shirt and Evert. Okay. You know, that's that you're talking about two different things and two different people. Yeah. He's been running it this way since the dawn of wrestling. I know. He's been around for a long time. So I don't think that's ever going to change. And he's always been a mark for New Japan mm-hmm. forever. Like, he looks just like that guy that used to always be front row in ECW shows. I don't know what that guy's name is. Nice. He used to sit next to him. So anyway, guy. we're going to go with Wrestler of the Year. Um, let's go with the... You know, I'll read the top ten. So it's Okada, number one. Omega, Naito, <laughs> AJ Styles. <laughs> number four. Kento Mirari. Oh my God, you is. don't even know the name. I don't. I don't, I don't. Nihara, he's from all Japan. Okay. Rush. I don't know who that is either. Brock Lesnar, Tanahashi, Ishii, and Chris Jericho. The fact that you don't know who Rush is, I don't even know though CMLL is. is who he's like the yeah, one I, of the top I know guys the company. for. Yeah, I don't know. Who but Rush he's is. also just as associated with. They're supposed to be. We talked about this. I've never about, seen Rush. They really think. got the, the the raw end of the triple right, promotion right, right. deal with New Japan and Ring of Honor. Um, so there's one WWE guy in that. There's two AJ, AJ Styles, Styles and, and Brock, and Brock and Chris Jericho. Oh, Chris Jericho. But it's probably only because he went to New Japan. No, that was this year. So. That was this year, yeah. yeah. So that doesn't count. Though he did beat him up. Tag team. So of the do you year. agree with that though? In uh, all of wrestling, the top ten wrestlers are all those guys. Uh, my list obviously wouldn't look the exact same because I mean I'm not into some of the the Mexican wrestling right now. So who would who would be on there? Would Roman Reigns be on that list? Well, Roman Reigns would obviously be on that list. With Seth Rollins, he beat up Triple H no. and forced him to push his wife gently through a table. Not at all. He <laughs> wouldn't be on the list. Okay. So I don't. What I don't about know. Goldberg? That was last year, huh? Yeah. No. Kevin Owens would Kevin be Owens. on this list. Yeah. So. But the New Japan people Jinder that are Mahal. on... Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. had a huge year list. last year. But the New Japan people that are on this list, long on this list. I can't argue with any of these people not being on it. No, yeah, yeah. You, no I agree. You, I agree. You can't. I mean, these are, I mean, some of the best wrestlers at New Japan. Obviously, Kenny Omega is, like, one of my favorite wrestlers. So, I would probably put him a little over Okada just because I like, like his character like, better. It's like... It's one of those weird things, especially when you think, whenever I think of wrestlers of the year, I always think about, about what you'll think about it five years, 
later. Mm-hmm. It's 2018. You look back if 10 go, years ago to 2008. Who do you think were the wrestlers of the year in 2008? Like what stands out? So like who made an impact? Who by, the that, guy? by that standpoint, 10 years from now, they're going to look back at 2017 and they're only going to talk about three matches. And that's Okada and Omega. No matter what. So they should be at and the top And AJ of Styles. That's what I'm saying is that if 10 years ago they talk about the dark parts of even WWE, which is why I mentioned Jinder Mahal, is that that will be a part of WWE's history where you'll That's remember true. that as a thing. Like he had the belt most of the last year. You know what year. I'm saying? Yeah, is yeah. That, and does that not deserve... No. Uh, this is, um, you know, this is the top wrestlers of the year, not the bottom wrestlers of the year, the people that are going to well, be remembered 10 years from now. That's not the list. That's how I think of it. Well, then you how should does, do if, your list. Well, this is what I'm saying. Is that I don't people, listen to a show, so I don't if you, know If you how... look at it like, well, these are the guys that are my favorite yeah. guys. It's like, well, that's not the same I'm, thing. I'm not sure how he makes this list. I don't listen to his podcast all the time, so I'm not sure how he comes up with his numbers. Most uh, outstanding is like the same thing, but it's got Zack Sabre Jr. in there. Which and Kushida. Like. No, it's got a bunch of people. It's yeah, got, it's got, a, it's got well, Ubushi and uh, Osprey. It's got every single New Japan person yeah, on it. I mean, yeah. Um, tag team of the year was Young Bucks, Usos. <sighs> War Machine, Sheamus and Cesaro, and something CMLL. Uh, you need to work team. on your Spanish. Yeah, I'm terrible at Spanish. What is that? Oh, I'm I'm terrible too. So. <laughs> Thanks for pointing it out. The Usos is a team that turned themselves around in the, the past. Usos, yeah, are great. The brand extension I think has benefited them almost more than anybody. Probably AJ Styles as well, but they switched brands. They did the brand extension, and then the Usos turned heel and started wearing, stop wearing face paint. Yeah. Uh, they they just wear normal clothes, but they really make it work. And right now, they're one of my favorite tag teams. So, uh, Young Bucks is the top of the list. This is the fourth time, their fourth year in a row that they've been on the top of the list. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I love the Young Bucks, obviously. Uh, War Machine. But, like, what did they do this la- last year? They beat the Hardy Boys in that ladder match. Mm-hmm. But, like, they just existed, so they just, they're the best team. They're, I'm confused of what you're confused about about this list. Well, I'm just I'm just saying, like... Well, like, what did they do? What well, did, mean, like, What other tag teams should be number one, then? What did who did more than the new them? day? They won that they they were the longest reigning. Oh, that was a year before. Okay, guess, so when here's my problem was the Dave Meltzer's list. Okay, was exactly what you're doing. You go make a list and you put New Day at the top. This okay. is Dave Meltzer's list and yeah. he put Gumbucks at the list. So people, but you read, just said they were number one for four years in a row. He put one team at this as the best team for four years in a yeah, row. Yeah, because he obviously likes. The Young Bucks. I know, but just they like have a just, name moved after them. But that just I, I know. So, I mean, that's just, God damn it! It's like, are you surprised? Why is anybody surprised about well, Dave Meltzer's like, list? Well, it's like it's like like I love Wildcat Sports. Uh-huh. They're my, they're my favorite promotion because I just think that they continually give me everything that I think they're supposed to give me. Right. Which no other promotion I feel does. But if I was making his list, I don't know if I would have the gumption to put a promotion that i don't even anybody knows about or not know nobody knows about but something that has that is a a regional promotion as the number one wrestling promotion in the world as number one i would put it high because i want people to know about it which is what he's doing and i think everybody needs to be aware of it but that doesn't necessarily mean i think he goes too strong he's too strong with it so let's go with this uh, matches of the year. Yes, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. So it was <laughs> Okada versus Omega 1, uh, Okada versus Omega 2, Okada versus Shibata, uh, Naito and Omega, and Okada versus Omega 3. That's the top five matches of the year, which are all um, Omega mm-hmm. or Okada matches, mm-hmm. and all from New Japan, obviously. Too sweet. But these are the top matches from last year. They are. I mean, th- there's no arguing that these are. Well, I guess there is arguing it, but these are these are my favorite matches from last year. 
technical matches. Obviously, House of Horrors isn't on this list. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Okay, like, let, me, let, me, let me give it to you this, this way. I want, and again, it's one of those, it's subjective, and it's also, you had to create a scenario which means that you never really know. But if AJ Styles had never left WWE, okay, and he was still in New Japan, and then Finn Balor did not, things did not work out with WWE because he wasn't getting over enough. And he went back to w- to New Japan, and they put on the exact same match, like move for move, sweat for sweat, that Finn Balor and AJ Styles put on at TLC last year. Do you think Dave Meltzer would have judged it differently? Possibly. It's a different atmosphere. I... It's a different <laughs> night. Again, it's some dude's opinion. I mean, yeah. You still are reading. This is what the internet does. What no, you're, you're right. doing right you're now. You're right. No, you're right. Well, you're wanting to talk about it. I'm yeah, trying know, to talk trying about, to talk about, about it. it. That's all I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just saying. Playing devil's advocate. But, but you this, know. Is, this is why people get but mad that's about it now. It, yeah. it is that they, they go, well, this is not my opinion. And would Dave Meltzer do this and they give a hypothetical? I don't. I don't no call dave Meltzer. ask him actually tweet him he will answer you he's he's very active yeah but don't do it if you're a wwe employee like baron corbin you'll lose your money in the bank <laughs> um and then let's, let's go i feel with, so bad for baron corbin i don't is, i've never is, really yeah. been a, a strong fan of his but i do feel bad for him so let's go is like some of the, the negative categories so the okay, most so, overrated so character. here we go yeah. most overrated so, this is where Here's he starts showing his bi- bias obviously yeah. So number one is Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Number two is Roman Reigns. Number three is Baron Corbin, which I'm surprised he's not number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four is Cody. So there you go. Five is a tie. Was the Miz and Bray Wyatt? What the f- does that even mean? <laughs> Why? And then for some reason they skip a bunch of numbers. And number eight is Braun Strowman. So the first one that has that many WWE guys in it, and they're all the WWE's top guys are overrated. Uh, underrated. <laughs> underrated is Ru- uh, Rusev. I love that. Ishii. I completely agree with Ishii. Finn Balor, Sami yeah. Zayn, and uh, Chris Hero. Cash's owner. Oh, no. yeah, I'm. I'm refused to, refuse to call him that. that? So. That's his slave name. His real name is Cash <laughs> Zoda. His real um, name is Chris Hero. Who's your hero? It's Chris Hero. I do like his old theme song. I like his uh, his indie wrestling theme song way more than his oh no stuff. But yes, there's clear there is there is a clear bias. Best wrestling moves on New Japan stuff. Worst matches of the year. So the worst matches of the year. WrestleMania 33, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. That's when they used that screen projection thing. In the oh, I remember. I was there. Uh, number two. That was like an eight-minute match, yeah. too. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Uh, House of Horrors match. Was Your I favorite match of the year. Obviously disagreeing with him on this. Mm-hmm. The Triple A Rumble. I wanted to go to that. This Kendo year stick on a pole, Alexa Bliss, oh, and Bailey, which was really bad. And then Randy Orton, Randy Orton's on this list three times uh, versus Jinder Mahal and Bujabi Prison, mm-hmm. which I'm agreeing was this list. Yeah, I agree with the list. Too. Well, I didn't see the AAA Rumble. I didn't. I did not see that. Yeah, I'd almost argue that they should have put the 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 sexy star match instead from that show because because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was horrible. But worst feud of the year, same thing. You got Orton, White, the Nakamura and Mahal stuff. See, that kind of, is it because of how it ended? Like, would that feud have been terrible if if Nakamura had won the title? Like, will this stuff, like, similarly to, like, how Alexa Bliss has been making fun of Nia for her weight, does that not dictate that Alexa Bliss has to lose to Nia Jax at WrestleMania? For, yeah, for, the for story her to, to get her sense? come up, come up, and I don't know. But... So don't they'll never top Booker T and Triple H as far as as how messed up that was. Yeah, so, yeah. But. I mean, the only reason I really wanted to bring up this list is is what we talked about is 
people read too much into Dave Meltzer's opinions list. They wait for his opinions to come out after a pay-per-view or a match. What was what is his star rating? Like it matters. Yeah, you're right. And it doesn't. It doesn't. You should be enjoying wrestling if you watch something. Because the problem... it's a lot of times with me and you even. Me and you will watch a pay-per-view. We'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, it was a good pay-per-view. And then we go online and be like, oh, that pay-per-view was the worst thing they released all year long. And we're like, yeah. I, I didn't find it that bad. People go into extremes, but it's also what you just said is that this doesn't matter. It doesn't. Is the, but here's the problem with that statement is you say that to someone and... I feel like oftentimes they go, well, if this doesn't matter, then what does matter? Nothing matters. Why are you so listening then, to the So then everything, and, yeah, so yeah, then yeah. it just cancels everything out. So I they mean, just go back to what they were by doing. That, by that standpoint, you're listening to a podcast was our opinion. Yeah. Which doesn't matter also. But. But this just... is like, if, if our, our podcast, while it's doing well, is not huge. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be different if we were critiquing things and we had an influence. The problem, I think, is that people recognize Dave Meltzer's influence. And to his credit, I think it's nothing wrong with the fact that he acknowledges that and he's using his influence to put over a promotion he feels should be getting the recognition. But the problem is it's like the Michael Cole thing saying that management hates Roman Reigns, which is that people are going like, that's what you're saying. We all know that's bullshit. And he apologized for the ultimate deletion. Yeah? Yeah. He's like, sorry, fella. I mean, uh, sorry, folks, for having to watch that. There you go. Which was, I'm, I, somebody should punch him in his freaking face. I did not think it would. I, I've, it's hard for me to critique a, 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 something like that, which is purposefully bad, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Maybe it's not supposed to be, but <laughs> God. If it wasn't supposed to be that bad, then. You know, so it's like, it's, it's supposed it's to be bad. Like, one yeah. of my favorite movies is The Happening, because in my heart, I believe he knew that that was garbage. And it's, it's a weird anomaly that that movie exists. If you haven't seen The Happening, watch The Happening like it's a comedy. Watch The Happening nice. like like someone was trying to make the worst movie ever. So and you will think that's the greatest thing you've ever seen. It's like I, The Room. I mean, not like The Room, but the same, you you know, you know. that. So is, is is The Ultimate Deletion The Room of the WWE where it's oh, so it's bad? All, it always has been. Great, yeah. It always has been. This you is know? why I love the House of Horror match from last year. Because it was so god-awful. That it was amazing. The problem with the House of Horrors match They were trying to be serious. Is that they were trying to yeah. be serious. That's why it works so well. But it was also that I just... People cheered and chanted, you deserve it at Bray Wyatt when he won the WWE Championship. Now, that chant and how bastardized it's, it's yeah, been it's over. come, yeah. it was true that the fans have, have vocalized more their recognition of appreciating the talent's hard work and feeling that they should be recognized and be given acknowledgments because of how consistent they are. And Bray Wyatt had been kind of slumming it for so long, never really kind of coming out on top, that when he finally won it, and then he the House of Horrors match was against WWE champion Randy Orton. And Bray Wyatt won that match, did not become WWE champion. Yeah. Because it was all about the comeuppance, which was reminded... Was that house supposed to be Bray Wyatt's burned-down house in The Ultimate Deletion, or was that just... It looked like his old house. It was supposed to be, but I think it was just a house that Matt Hardy had on his on his land. <laughs> but did he build it up? Are we supposed to believe that Bray Wyatt was next-door neighbors to Matt Hardy? Is there more going on here than no, we even realized? It, it was a supernatural part. He transformed I, I his house. He transformed his house into it, the yes. Sister Abigail's house? What are you talking about? You watched all Is the Sister Abigail in that lake yes. that he just went into? Yeah. He's in the, into the Lake of he's Resurrection? He's going to come out wearing a dress. Is he going to come out looking like Husky Harris? Oh, that would be 
He's gonna I come out wearing a like Nexus a, T-shirt. No, I want him to come out where it, like dressed as IRS, and that's what his new oh gimmick is. Oh my god! Is. No. That'd so be anyway, awesome. we're gonna go ahead and close out the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'll, if I remember, I'll put a, uh, a link to the list for Dave Meltzer's uh, reviews in the comment section on uh, somewhatnerdy.com. If you want to look at that list, tell us your opinion on our opinion on Dave Meltzer's opinion. opinion. <laughs> uh, join us next week. We're gonna talk about the shows for WrestleMania Wrestle, weekend. WrestleMania weekend, uh, so we can so start preparing up. that. And as I said, you know, we had a few people message the show, so we'll talk about it on the next show about what shows we're gonna be at. And what we think you guys should be doing. So uh, everybody that's messaged us, we'll, we'll try to get together on the next podcast and talk about the shows and everything like that so we can all kind of do a meet together or something like that. Mm-hmm. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram so you can kind of keep up with everything that we're doing. We do have our own Facebook page, Nerds of the Square Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and go check out the other <laughs> podcasts in the network, uh, Someone Nerdy Radio and Future Flicks with Billiam. If you have time. If you have time. But if make sure you go leave us a review. That's the most important review thing. Review this one. Yeah, review this one even and the other, one. even the other shows. We'd like to be the room of wrestling podcasts where yeah. even if everyone hates us, you kind of got to listen listening. anyway. Yeah. I think we're pretty good. I think we're all right. So anyway, uh, join us next week. We release a, pro- a podcast every Friday unless we don't. I've been your host. I am Snarf Chris. And this is Sam Kiss. We'll see you next week. Thank you.